A while back, we did a pretty cool video on uh, what makes a DAC a good DAC or a bad DAC. Mm. And of course, when you say a good bad DAC or a bad DAC, you think about the Wicked Witch of the, from the Wizard of Oz. Are you of a course. good witch or a bad DAC? No, just, <laughs> just because you say that all the time is why I'm thinking, I know, I'm just you know? used to it. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's in my head too much. But today, let's talk about what makes an amp good or bad. And I mean, since we're in the headphone space, I guess specifically headphone amplifiers. I guess it goes hand in hand with either or. It's though. pretty similar. Sort of the same thing. Yeah. But I do think there's quite a lot here to talk about. And I think especially for newcomers to the sport, it really has a, a bit more into it than I think you might imagine. So we'll hopefully try to talk about the, the pros and cons of different approaches, the things to think about and consider, and the reasons why you would buy one amp over another. This is sort of general information, of course, not really nailed down to a specific thing because there's yeah. a lot of amps, but yeah, we'll start with, uh, I guess, the simple one. You do have very wide ranges in price. so That's for sure. <laughs> that's a complicated thing, though, because people will say this is good and bad online, but they may be looking for... You could probably get a portable headphone for amp for like 20 bucks cheap, if you wanted to. Really yeah, and you could spend like a thousands. Dongle. <laughs> that's the issue, right? Yeah. So is it bad that it's $20? Is it bad that it's 2000 It's very subjective. Well, I'd go the American way and go by weight. Mm, uh-huh. <laughs> I think that separates the men from the boys right away. Well, actually, you got to start at square one here. Yeah, it needs to work in your application, so yeah, well, it needs to have true. enough power. Well, so. Let's start with that. Yeah. That, okay. Well, know. first of all, make sure it's a amp that's made for headphones. That one, right. two. You're right on. Not all headphones. No. But like I know, particularly in ours, for sure. Because well, kind of, because you could have the other problem too. Um, you want something that's like really low noise for an IEM. You know, so you don't need a lot of power. You specifically don't want a lot of power. Right. So Your requirements could change dramatically depending on the headphones you're using it with and to some extent the source you plan on using. It could be you want to use it with your phone, and maybe it has a built-in DAC. Maybe it's a form factor, a size that's advantageous for your application. Maybe it's battery-powered. We should probably cover each one of those with a go. Let's start with power since you brought up power. power. Yeah, yeah, let's do power. Right. So, okay, power. Right. IEMs, IEMs tend to be very sensitive. In other words, they don't need a lot of power. However, that's a difficult one. We have a video on this. Maybe we'll link it up in a card. Yeah. But there's a bit more to sensitivity than just impedance or the actual uh, sensitivity rating. Because sometimes people sort of lump sensitivity or ease of driving, how difficult a headphone is to actually power with its uh, impedance or its actual sensitivity rating. They kind of sort of use them interchangeably. But that's a bit of a messy way to do that. And I think we talked about another Yeah, video. we did. And, we, I mean, we could try to link to that. But but the question is, what makes the amp good or bad? <laughs> so, you know, in, in the case... Well, if you're looking in a selection process, you're yeah, right. to understand the power. It is a very important thing to understand whether or not it's going to work for your application. Well, that's the first thing, you know, is, is, is certainly from the headphone manufacturer. Maybe ask them or whoever's selling your headphone is how much power does the headphone require, you know, or have an idea. That's the thing. I, it's so much easier in, like speaker world because usually it's like you get like grand utopias and you're thinking oh a two watt tube amp would probably do i mean obviously <laughs> not right but in headphones they're all like the same size so you can't yeah. really tell by look oh, that headphone needs a lot of power yeah, you go speakers that are like desktop yeah, and you right. got ones that are six foot high and obviously you tend to need power when you get to six foot with speakers that large right yeah it's hard it's, it's hard to gauge but anyway uh, that aside all right let's say okay we know we know that you have a, a very sensitive IEM. Therefore, you're looking for probably an amp that's a good amp, but doesn't necessarily have to have 
10 watts out or something right. like that, you know. You're looking and, for milliwatts. Yeah, and the reason is, is because with sensitivity comes, it's sensitive to noise issues too. So when you get to be bigger amps, you have bigger power supplies, you have more electronics, mm -hmm. which inherently gives you a kind of a higher level of, let's call it electronic noise. And you might hear something like a hiss or something, which people pick out on amps on a high sensitivity head earphone or IEM. But with like low sensitivity like ours, you won't hear any of that. You know, there's a, you've got you to have a certain level before you begin to hear that kind of stuff. That's definitely a point to bring up because it typically is the case that the higher power amplifiers also have a bit of a higher noise floor. It's not universal, but as a general rule, it's along those lines because it's very difficult to lower the noise floor while also massively increasing power. So if there's an amplifier that's very high power, it's unlikely it's going to work well for a very, very sensitive We're headphone. talking very little noise, too. It's not like oh, it's, yeah. it's yeah. trivial. It's not like okay. this thing's sitting there humming or anything. Yeah. We're talking yeah. about there's just a, it's typical. That's what electronics do. Right. And tube amps are like that, too. And, and, and solid state and tubes similar. Tubes are even trickier at lower levels because now you're at the mercy of the tube you're using. You could change a tube, right. and that tube's noisier than the other tube. You know, where solid state, you don't have that option. <laughs> with the transistors that are in there are what's in there. But with tubes, you got to watch it. So they actually will, I think some of the places, like I know uh, Upscale Audio sells tubes, and I think they actually measure them and they'll, they'll either give you a noise rating or tell you it's really low or I know, they got like, you know, there's, there's somewhere I know choosing from them was nice when I was buying tubes for like this amp. Yeah, or yeah. For, you know what I mean? But it's a pro and a con, though, because like with a solid state amp, if it's, noisy then it's noisy right but i guess you can't actually change it with a tube amp which is kind of good and kind of bad yeah. <laughs> maybe yeah, yeah, it's it's but either way you don't yeah. tend to not see people using tube amps on ie right in years you know as a broad rule it seems to be a good bet not to use things or not plan on using things at the extremes so if you have an amplifier it's rated eight watts or whatever don't plan on getting eight watts out of it all the time you're pushing it too hard right okay. And also, don't get an 8-watt amp to take 5 milliwatts out of it. Right? Either way, on that end, you're probably operating the amplifier on the edges of its design, and it most likely won't be the best performance. Yeah, but I think we went on a tangent because really it's, um, again, it really doesn't answer the question, what makes a amp good or bad? Well, it's a complicated mm -hmm. one. Yeah. But, that, but that's so, part yeah, of it. That's, that's, that's part a of big it. part. Power. That's yeah. Yeah. If, you, if you have too much noise for the device right. or too much or too little power for the device, that's a problem. Yeah. Because yeah. so, if it doesn't work, it's a bad amp, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. right. So, Even though it might be a perfect Right, it might be amp, great for other things. In another application. It's also not the same. More power is always better for very hard to drive headphones like especially ours and a few others most of the flagships like power you tend to get more performance with higher power headphone amplifiers but that's not universal right there's a lot of stuff that there's no benefit well the increased in power what one thing that does is it does give you more of a what they call it an overhead dynamic higher dynamic abilities you're not the amp's not going to run out of steam at any level you're playing you know and if you get some music that just happens to have something that really kicks in right some yep. of the classical stuff can vary from dead quiet to like full out, full out ensemble. <laughs> well, I mean, especially if, yeah, you're listening to stuff like that and yeah. you tend to listen at loud volumes anyways. Yeah. You want as much power as you're, you can get you're, usually. You're going to yeah. need some power there or something to back it, you know, otherwise yeah. what happens is the amp sounds like it's running out of power. It sounds, it stalls, it, it, it can clip, uh, make funny noises, distort, um, or just, just sound wimpy. Like, yeah. you know how a real drum sounds when someone hits a drum in front of you, boom, you know, like a, a kick drum right and that's that actually is 
in part the amplifier's job to reproduce that. The, by all means, the, the headphones have to be able to play it too. But to reproduce a kick drum, that's tough. And you see how they mic these things. They usually yeah. shove a mic right by it. So the mic's picking it up. So it's just a question of, you know, how to play that, that massive amount of uh, energy at low frequencies back and be able to hear uh -huh. it. I think for me, the next thing in the chain that I would look for, besides sonic character, which of course tends to be universal for everything you want, everything to sound good, but I think we'll leave that to the end because these other points are probably yeah. more important for the selection process right. for now. I think the next bet is overall the design, the style, the size, the shape, what type of amp it is. Is it tube? Is it solid state? You know, what, what topology is it? How many knobs and switches and buttons? Does it have the features you need? Because there's a wide range here. Yeah, you can see just like what's in front of us yeah, here. Yeah, it's just a handful. This is a Pathos um, in Polar. It's an Italian app. And, you know, they got, Italians got their own look going. Yeah, well, Completely yeah. different from your typical, you know, uh, Asian designs here with, uh, you know, typical square boxes, black. But it needs to appeal to you. It yeah. needs to have the inputs and outputs you need. And that does include whether or not you plan on using balance. Do you want an amplifier that could do it all? that has a wide range of capabilities, that has balanced and single, that has six different connectors on it. Well, this is very one. important. Some right? people Maybe you don't care, basic, you just need one. Yeah. You know, just Maybe, in work. fact, you want one. Maybe you want the simplicity, yeah. like something like this. You want a smaller package that's more simple. You don't want 500 switches. Depends on your taste there, and there's a lot of options. So it's really hard to make a sweeping generalization just by reading reviews on the Internet and saying, well, this is the one to buy, because they're narrowing it down for them. But oftentimes you have criteria that's a little different. Well, especially if you have more than one headphone, different right. cables, different connectors on them, you know, different that, impedances and It almost requires more yeah. than one amp. Yeah. You know, like I remember saying it a while ago in one of our earlier videos, is you want to have a few amps. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing like having a few amps to be it's able to switch between. It's very difficult to get know? it with one. Yeah. It is. It is. Now, if you're just running mainly one headphone and the other ones are for right. whatever, okay, I get that. Some people have different headphones for portable use for home. So in that case, yeah, expect to have, bottom line is expect, if you're going to mix it up like that, where you run, like you run an IEM for portable and you run a, a you know, big full-size headphone for desktop, expect to have multiple sets of electronics. You know, it goes for anything. We did find the same thing with home theater and sp two-channel speaker, right? Mm -hmm. Stereo. Yeah. You, you try to make one work with the other, yeah. it doesn't really work. If mm -hmm. you're very experienced and you know everything, it's possible you can get it. But you really need to know all the hardware to understand the, all the optimizations to get it dialed right in. It is very difficult to make one system work for a wide range of headphones. Or you're just good with the compromise. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like, well, That's it's, it. it's compromised right. in home theater or it's compromised in two-channel. Yeah, right. Yeah, you steer it. You focus yeah. it on your main objective. Right. And then it is what it is for right. the other one. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if you're doing something like gaming and listening to music, you got to question how much... Am I going to spend listening to music? How much do I care about that? How much do I care about gaming? Because a lot of times you could get away with a much lower quality amplifier for something like gaming. really doesn't matter nearly as much. The fidelity and the resolution is way less critical and less noticeable. And for a lot of people, too, the appearance doesn't matter. You know, yeah. Size usually becomes more of an issue than appearance. It's like, yeah. well, I need it to be so small to fit on right. the desk, or That's I don't care common. how big it is because i got a full-size rack. Right. You know, Sometimes so. you want it to be big and look impressive. Yeah, right. And then you might yeah. want to go to a tube amp that looks cool. Especially when you're spending the big bucks. Mm -hmm. You look at, like, the Woo Audio, the WA33, like, right. for, you know, it's a, it's a 62-pound amplifier. That it's big. The, with the tubes, it stands about, you know, probably about 15 inches high. That's true. It's full rack width. It's probably 16 wide. It's a, it's It's... 
That's a serious. Now that's a serious headphone app. Well, yeah. The <laughs> test for something like that is you show someone that knows nothing about headphone apps, and they would probably be like, "Well, that I don't even know what that is, right?" It's like that. I've never seen anything. You like wouldn't that. guess it's fifty dollars. Like a spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to some people, it's important to make a statement, so there's yeah. options like that. Yeah. But of course, it's pretty easy to figure that one out for yourself. Mm. And um, that's that's one thing to consider too. I mean, you know, let's go let's go to the sonic traits, which to me really separates how to pick a good amplifier from a bad. You have to listen oh, to so it. So let's say you already have all the other criteria picked out. Yeah. It powers it fine. It it's the size you want. Yeah. It's within a price range you deem acceptable. That's right. Yeah, right. But this is honestly a complicated one. And I think people, again, oversimplify sonic character of amplifiers. And they'll say, wow, this sounds wonderful. The trouble with that is you need to question their experience level because it could be that to them, it's the best sounding amp they've ever heard. However, how many amps did they hear? What other headphones, what yeah. other bits of gear do they listen to it with? Because it could be that their headphone has a flaw or some other element in their chain has a flaw. And this amplifier has, Just some, fit. Happen yeah, to fit. has some sort of attribute yeah. that fits in to make that flaw less noticeable. In audio, we call it striking a balance. Uh, so, you, you know, so you're basically, relatively speaking, if you have something that's in the system, let's say by flaw, you mean it's either bright or dark or right. doesn't have the spectral. Really, everything is flawed. It's just a question of yeah. how severely. And, right? and that's the way a system is assembled, really, is it's an assembly of flaws that just happen to work together. Correct. <laughs> mm. That's a way to put it. It's yeah. not so attractive. Yeah. But. Well, the idea, the idea is if you want it, a perfect system is obviously to systematically eliminate the flaws. Well, yeah. Step by step. And that takes time. You got to know what you're doing. You could be right. done, and you're gonna rock through some gear to do it. Well, it comes with an app. It you have to try it in your current system, right? To see you if really it works do. for you. So you have to your headphones, it's your the tech. best way to go. I mean, we were just talking about this. Actually, it's like microwaves, right? Perfect example, right? Okay. Okay. Go with me here. Sure. Okay. Okay. Um, Is that LG? Uh, Ke no, Ke no. <laughs> Keith was talking about how he has a specific time. He cooks his pizza rolls at in the microwave. Uh -huh. He's like, one minute, 47 seconds. And he says that's how everybody should cook them. But that won't work because all microwaves are different. Microwave, yeah. so. And his plate and his orientation. That's right. And he'll find out when he gets rid of frozen pizza pockets. So you've got to reevaluate your specific time for your pizza rolls yeah. mm -hmm. in yeah. your situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I, I would imagine you're talking about frozen goods. Right. Well, that depends on what your freezer said. Well, too. yeah. If you've got how minus 10 on a freezer yeah. versus zero, that's 10 more degrees. you got a nuke. Yeah, you know, whether or not they have a freezer burn and <laughs> extra <laughs> moisture. But it's it's really the same thing with audio, and that's the issue. It, there are definitely value options that are better than the rest in that range. And you see this more, especially at lower price points, where there are sort of obvious plays. Um, and so I guess if you're in the lower price range, it's easier to kind of sort of just pick something based on recommendations or reviews from other people. But when you get to the higher end, it's much more difficult. It really is. Because not only do you tend to be more critical of these bits of gear, you tend to have more resolving gear around it. And it tends to be that the flaws are less significant. So the character could almost matter more in a lot of cases. Especially with like a tube amp or something. It's like you want it to sound like a tube amp. You know? You're looking for more of a particular sound. Yeah. It's funny though, like everybody's got a different idea of what that is. Well, yeah, that's Like true. the old school tube amps were softer sounding. They, didn't do, they rolled the top. So right. people, I think a lot of people still think that's the way it is. But the, technically today's tube amps are pretty similar to solid state. You it know? can be, yeah. Uh, but but what, what that, see, then that's really when you now you, now you really get in the, into the nitty gritty on separating the good from the bad amplifiers. Because now we're talking about, subjectively speaking, how does it play music? Like, you know, how's it do with string decay? 
the strings sound strident and hard, well, they sound natural. You know, the harmonic structure, amps affect harmonic structure of the music. I mean, all the electronics do, you know, as does the speaker. Yeah, pretty right? much everything does. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> but, 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 you know, and that's, that's, that's the hard thing to gauge because there's no measurement for that, really. That I mean, you can look at total harmonic distortion, but it really doesn't tell you, it's not going to tell you what it sounds like. Till you well, try it. It's complicated you know? because it, that's a thing people look at, and I think there's merit in that for sure, but it's sort of the broad strokes. The trouble is it's effectively like looking at how much dissolved solids there are in your water. Great, you know what's in the water, right? The question is can you taste it? You actually at don't, though. Point? The trouble is you know, you know there's yeah. stuff in the water. Yeah, right. You don't know what the actual makeup so of that stuff is. So now paranoia takes over. Uh, <laughs> so it <laughs> could be, well, the reality is it could be that this stuff doesn't bother you. It could be totally benign. It could make the taste better in right. cases. Well, True. I mean, that's why you don't drink distilled water. Yeah. Because that's pretty brutal. Yeah. Even the right. cats won't drink distilled water. You see a lot of people. I've actually seen a lot of people now on uh, social media talking more about this. There's yeah. that water guy on, like, TikTok and Instagram and stuff like that. Well, a lot of amps are like distilled water. They actually yeah. they, they actually strip harmonic information in some some respects. I, I, I you tend to see that with a lot of negative feedback, mm-hmm. which again is a complicated term. All that's a whole different topic altogether. Mm-hmm. But you know a lot of that that's the trade off. You use a lot of negative feedback to reduce distortion, but at the same time, the amp sounds more sterile. And you'll you'll you'd see that with uh, the ability if you had the ability to change feedback in mm. amp, which here we go. We keep, yeah, we keeps, talked about that. It keeps coming up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> but, but you know there is one that does it. I forgot somebody mentioned yeah. it. But bottom line is that is that you know yeah that's the difference between amps. So now the only way to know that really is either you got to know somebody that has the same taste and system as you, and if they say hey this good is luck. great mm-hmm. yeah right yeah. good luck yeah right or you got to try it. You know, and or if you talk to somebody really ver- like if you called us, you, you know, we'd be able to walk you through that. What are you after? What are your tastes? What are you listening to? And I think most of the manufacturers in the high end, you know, or the, the dealers too, same deal. You know, if the, the dealer should be able to answer that question. If the if your salesman you're talking to doesn't know that answer, then you need to ask somebody else the question. You know, like what. This is what I'm after. This is especially if you're like, say, you know, like, like I think between amplifiers, like the people that ask me questions, right? They're trying to get they're trying to get me to explain to them what it sounds like, uh-huh. and it, to put that in words takes a half hour, mm-hmm. and even then, you don't yeah. really know. You, you're trying to paint a, a, a visual picture of the sound, but you could make almost anything sound good that way. <laughs> sure, right? right. So it doesn't necessarily mean you like it. That's the right. trouble. And the reality is, some people like the clinical sound. There's no fault in that. That's perfectly acceptable. Some people don't know what they like, right. and that's where the difficulty comes mm-hmm. in. Uh, so some people, uh, obviously distilled water is great. Other people, they like spring water. It it's gets, the same thing. People it does have preferences. Get, it does get harder at the top because, yeah. you know, if you are experienced and you've been through all this, you know you're going to have to hear it. You've got to try it. It's the only way you're really going to know, you know, if, you're, if it's going gonna, it's gonna to be going to keep or not. Because the reason is because you've already heard everything else. So, like, what the hell is going to impress you at that point? Mm. It's right? a surefire way if you try it all. You'll figure it out. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, it is very difficult to do. Well, that's the beauty. Like, we've got a can jam coming up in New York City and, uh, at, toward the end of February. This next yeah, we'll month. be there. Yep. Bring yeah. your headphones. Try everything out. Yeah. Try everything. <laughs> that's a great place to try stuff. A little loud. You know, Maybe yeah. come really early. Yeah. Oh, there's not that many people well, there. not too probably. early. We might not be there yet. Uh, okay. Come at 4 a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah. Be there to blow down the gate when they open. Yeah, right. right. Mm. Have your headphones ready, your ears ready. Yeah. Wait, that's right. Make sure you get a quiet room at night so when you oh, wake up, good rest. your ears are rested. Yeah. Yes. Right. Shh. yeah. Don't go outside in the New York City and make mm. in the noise, you know. 
But anyway, yeah. So New York, if uh, if you if you if you haven't figured that one out yet, get a ticket, go, because that's like you know if you're going to be spending thousands of dollars on a setup, a ticket to New York City is pretty cheap. Well, <laughs> to, kind to of be able to try all this, you know, well, that's true. From there's here, yeah. trade shows all over, so yeah. Hopefully, you could wait it out and wait for one near you. Yeah, in fact, they're having a can jam this year. In, Florida Te- or something Texas. like that. Texas? Texas? Yeah, I know they're moving a, a yeah. new one somewhere. Yeah, I got to look into Yeah, that. somewhere in Texas. Yeah. I'd like to do that. Yeah, so. But yeah, you're right. Shows exist. People even do meets where they get together and you're in a certain town and say, hey, yeah, yeah. you got to go to like headfi.org and check Great out the form. Yeah, they, they list when they're having, you know, personal meets. They might have 10 Another option, people. if you're a little less timid, there's also people on the forums that are oftentimes very excited and willing to let you try their gear. Yeah, that's true. So you could... If you want to give it a try, you can contact people and say, hey, can I swing by? Is anyone in can you bring your thing this? here? <laughs> I'll meet you in a parking lot and we'll do a shady transaction. See, but that's actually even better because then not only can you hear for yourself, but you could also have someone that's experienced this yeah, that's for a used long it period of time, yeah. you know, yeah. how they like it. And might have tried other things yeah. already so they right. could say, well, don't waste your time with that because right. that's, that's what this sounds like. Yeah. You know, this, but, of course, yeah. be aware everybody has a limited experience. Everyone you talk to has limited experience. So – it is very difficult without trying everything for yourself to be certain. Um, but as long as you're comfortable with the chance that you might make a mistake, as long as you think it's part of the discovery and learning process, that's kind of the best way to go. Learn for yourself. Yeah. Try it out. But to me, that's, that's to me the biggest difference when you're picking out an amplifier, whether it's good for you or bad for you, is how does it sound? You know, It's also the hardest one, though. Figure out. The hardest <laughs> that's one. That's a tricky <laughs> one. Yeah, Because you really got to know what, it should sound like, mm. so to speak, or what you want it to sound like, you mm-hmm. know, and that's a personal preference thing. It's kind of, it's kind of like food. It's like, it's like, right. it's like yeah. t- your taste, right? You know, there's it's, a reason why you would like one thing over another. Other people might say it's worse, but it's like art. So, you yeah, look at well, yeah. some people look at art and they don't see yeah. why the hell you spend that much on a painting or whatever. Right. And some people go, "Whoa, I gotta have that." So it's kind of the same. To thing. clarify, there is certainly a, a point that. Some people are interested in having that clinical flat sound, um, you know, what you might call reference. And there's certainly reasons for that. But if your pure intent is musical enjoyment, listening enjoyment, then you don't need to be super neutral and super flat. You could have a little skew that generally will make it sound quite a lot better. Yeah, the people. word is fun. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, if you talk to someone who say, I want to have a fire that's fun. Mm-hmm. Spirit Sky will know exactly where to go. It could be a pretty big difference, though. <laughs> you know? Right? It could be right. so much more engaging yeah, to a lot totally. of people. We see this at trade shows all the time. And I guess to clarify, we're not really speaking directly about ourselves. It's more or less our experience with the average of people that we see at shows. Right? right? What so do they look for? What do we see people see that seems to get them stuck? And, yeah, a lot of people, in fact, most people seem to like fun, enjoyment. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be what this sport is about seems to be what headphone hobby is kind of sort of into so well that is the thing though at a show um they've already took that step they're already like enthusiastic going to shows so they already kind of probably know what direction they want to go in so at shows yeah people are usually already kind of having you get a lot of outgoing people that have been around the block over at shows right and you can meet and you can meet people like that too yeah Yeah. a lot of experience Uh, new york city in particular is a fun show to do those people 
something about New Yorkers. It's close for us. They're they're very into it. You know (laughs) that helps too. Yeah, they're into their the guys that are showing up at the Can Jams are pretty serious. Pre-COVID, that was our best show. Yeah, right. It was always it was fun. It was fun for us. So busy. It was easy to do as exhibitors. Yeah, people well, were great. Fifty-minute flight, but then a fifty-minute cab ride. Yeah, it averages out. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. We'll see hopefully, how it goes this year. Yeah, hopefully we're going to see some of you there. We'll be there. We'll have a booth. Um, there's a number of other vendors that'll be using our headphones there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we'll do a video. We'll do a video before the show. Yeah, yeah we got some it. time. Yeah. So, hope yeah, hopefully that kind of helps a little bit with figuring out what you're doing with amplifiers. Gives you a little thought process. Yeah. yeah, but by all means, I think you're best if if you're if you're unsure. <laughs> Talk to somebody. Call, call, call a few people. Start the process average, for yourself. Average out their responses and mm. see where you, you. You'll narrow it down. Better right. than throwing a dart at it. Mm. <laughs> well, you could do that too, but yeah, that's that's the expensive <laughs> way to go. It's an expensive way. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. Thumbs us up and take care. <laughs>